Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, the proposed Roth rules that you need to know. This podcast falls in line with the last couple podcasts I've done on the recent proposed tax bill from the House Ways and Means Committee. And I've certainly focused a lot of my time, effort, whether it's podcasts, videos, on a number of provisions that could drastically impact self-directed retirement accounts, specifically Section 138312, which prohibits IRAs from investing in accredited investor investments, and 138314, which could prohibit IRAs from investing in entities where the IRA owner is an officer or a 10% or more greater owner. But I wanted to kind of zig a little bit or zag and spend today's episode talking about the Roth focus provisions in this proposed bill, which I don't believe is getting enough attention because they are pretty, pretty significant and they can impact not just the wealthy. And you'll see why I'm saying that they're going to impact all Americans. Okay. So I'm going to start with the top and then kind of work my way down. The first big provision that applies to Roth IRAs is the cap, right? All IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401k plans are capped at $10 million. So if you have more than $10 million, you're going to be forced to take distributions, potentially taxable. We'll we'll find out exactly how those taxation works on the amounts above the 10 million. And this again is triggered only if you have income over 400,000 or 450 if you're married, filed jointly. So if you have 15 million in your IRA or 401k and you make only 200,000 under modified adjusted gross income calculations, then you still can keep your IRA at the 15 million. But once your income goes above the 450, if you're married, then you have to start taking distributions, which is generally that $5 million excess in my example would have to be taken out over a two year period, potentially taxable. So that's the big one. And just my quick commentary, I think that's kind of a done deal. I think that's going to be part of a bill, unfortunately. Um, and if you want to hear uh, my thoughts in, in greater detail, definitely listen to last week's um, Adam Talks or one of my Adam Lives on YouTube because uh, I go off on some tangents on you know my, my issues with the cap and, and really how we would be the first and only developed nation that has a cap on retirement wealth. So kind of arbitrary and doesn't seem reasonable and really doesn't raise a lot of money. That cap will raise approximately 1.7 or so billion over 10 years. So not a lot of money. And there's less than 500 people in the whole country out of 350 million that have more than 25 million in an IRA. So we're not talking about a lot of people here. The second big Roth provision that I think is going unnoticed is bye-bye backdoor Roth IRA. So since 2010, if you have more than 140,000 of income if you're single or 208 if you're married, follow jointly, you are not permitted to, to make a 
Roth IRA contribution. So beginning in 2010, the whole concept of the backdoor Roth IRA was reborn. Why? Because the financial crisis occurred in 08, 09, and the Congress realized they needed money. So what they decided to do is say, hey, a great way of generating excess tax revenue is through conversions. People like to convert from traditional Roth in order to essentially generate tax-free wealth and, and be able to um, guarantee the tax-free wealth bucket. Uh, there's a lot of movement and a lot of interest in conversions. So they opened the door and said, guess what? No matter what your income level is, you can do conversions. So what that did is it allowed people that made over the 208, married, filed jointly, to do an after-tax contribution and then convert it to Roth. And that became known as the backdoor Roth IRA. Now, yes, you are only limited to six or 7,000 if you're over 50 in 2021, but it was a popular way for all Americans, not just rich people, all Americans to put extra money in a Roth IRA. For example, you had access to a 401k at work, you work at Tesla, let's say you put $12,000, $13,000 away in the 401k, and you also want to put some money in an IRA, because you have access to a 401k plan at work, you're generally, depending on your income, not permitted to make pre-tax contributions. However, after 2010, you were able to do this backdoor Roth, allowing you to make an after-tax IRA and then convert it to Roth without tax. This bill, 138311, as proposed, will eliminate the backdoor Roth IRA. Bye-bye. Finito. So again, whether you make over 208, you don't have to be a multimillionaire, right? There's a lot of Americans that are married, two incomes. They have more than 208 grand and they still want to do Roth IRAs. They don't have access to a 401k or their 401k does not offer Roth options. This provision will disallow it for whatever reason. It's not a revenue raiser, right? Roth contributions are after tax, right? Treasury likes Roth. They actually do not like pre-tax IRAs. Why? Because they think in the next four to 10 years, right? That's their budget window. And they want to make sure that they could preserve their tax bases. By having more people do Roth, that means they will be able to retain a higher tax basis because the less, the idea is at least, they'll have less people doing pre-tax contributions and more people doing Roth, which are after tax. So this provision, 138311, would go against the grain and basically throw out what the past several Congresses have least focus on is pushing people to Roth and basically limiting ability to make tax deduction contributions. This will force people to not do Roth, right? You're not going to be able to do a backdoor and it's going to force people to do more pre-tax contributions, whether it's in an IRA or 401k, which will mean a lower tax basis, which means less revenue for Congress and um, Treasury to spend, which again is backwards um, this is not a big issue. This will only allow people to put away six or seven grand a year. I mean, is that the difference? Trust me, Peter Thiel and all the billionaire uber rich people, that's six or seven grand. It ain't making the difference. Trust me, that's not making the difference. So this is too bad. This will hurt all of us, not the uber rich, all of us. So too bad. The next one, which again is not getting a lot of attention, is the elimination of the backdoor mega Roth 401k. Okay. Um, what the backdoor Roth mega 401k is if you have a 401k, generally a solo 401k, and there's an option included 
that allows you to do an after-tax contribution and convert it to Roth, this provision, 138311, will prohibit all employee after-tax contributions in qualified plans and after-tax IRAs from converted to Roth. So what that means is that after 2022, you still have some time, you will not be able to ever do a mega backdoor Roth 401k again, meaning you're not going to be able to contribute up to 58,000 or 64,500 if you're over 50 into a Roth 401k under the mega backdoor Roth provision. Now, again, this is after tax money, right? This is not tax deductible contributions. So this is not costing the treasury anything. It's after tax. By eliminating this, what is going to happen? Right. You don't have to be a genius to understand that if you eliminate someone from doing Roth contributions, they're going to have to do right pre-tax contributions, which will mean less treasury revenue through taxes. It's backwards. This whole thing is crazy. They are so focused on trying to, what they perceive is stop these billionaires from abusing Roth IRAs, which we know is not the case. There's less than 500 people out of 350 million people that have more than 25 million in an IRA, not just Roth, in an IRA. If it was so easy to abuse the Roth IRA provisions, don't you think there'd be more? I mean, how many businesses in America, startups or growth businesses, have high valuations, especially in the last few years? where valuations have skyrocketed. Don't you think if it was so easy that every entrepreneur would just own these companies in a Roth IRA? It's not that easy. It doesn't happen. Entrepreneurs are focused on growing their business. They're not focused on saving taxes through a Roth IRA. They have this grand focus on Peter Thiel and his ability to generate a billion plus dollar Roth IRA that they've lost context, right? They've lost track of reality that this is not happening. This is one person and you're taking the story of one person and you are augmenting the reality to apply it to hundreds of millions of people. It's not reality. So what in fact is going to happen is this mega backdoor Roth, if they eliminate it under 138311, it's going to force small business owners to do pre-tax contributions. Now, one thing I want to make clear, the mega backdoor Roth 401k almost in every instance is done with solo 401ks. Why? Because if you have a regular 401k, meaning you work at a business with multiple employees like Apple or Google or Facebook, they're not going to be able to allow you to do these types of contributions. Even if the options in the plan, they're still not going to be permitted to give you the ability to do the mega backdoor Roth 401k because there's specific ERISA testing, mainly ACP and ADP. And under ACP, which is a calculation of contribution percentages, it has to be done separately for the after-tax contributions. That means if not enough employees, rank-and-file employees of your business are doing after-tax to Roth conversions in the mega backdoor Roth 401k family, it will fail this ERISA test, i.e. ACP, and it will not be permitted or allowed under ERISA. So yes, there are plans that allow, even large plans, that allow for mega backdoor Roth 401ks, but they're not able to be utilized because they will fail the ACP ERISA test. So that means the mega backdoor Roth 401k is generally only being utilized by solo 401k plans. Now who's operating solo 401k plans, right? It's not Jeff Bezos. It's not Peter Thiel. It's 
business owners that have no full-time employees. It's consultants, sole practitioners, lawyers, accountants, doctors, consultants, math tutors, um, IT, web designers, right? It, it's regular business folks that are self-employed. Okay, you can be a real estate broker, right? You can you could be a consultant slash teacher. You can even be Santa Claus, right? I have a client that every year is a Santa Claus and he makes three, four grand going from mall to mall doing Santa Claus, okay? That's self-employed. That's not Jeff Bezos. That's not Peter Thiel. This is not attacking the uber rich. This is attacking small business owners that have solo 401ks. Name me one billionaire that has a self-employed business with no employees, right? doesn't happen. Billionaires get rich by running big companies or running big funds. They don't get rich by owning uh, a sole proprietor where they sell real estate or they do consulting. That's not what's going on. So by this 138311, by it eliminating the mega backdoor Roth 401k, which again, I have no reason and no idea why they won't even want to do it. I mean, number one, you're hurting small business owners. You're de-incentivizing people to save. And three, you're forcing people to make pre-tax contributions. So you reduce your tax revenue because you're going to have people making pre-tax contributions, thus reducing the amount of tax they pay. For what? I mean, it is so crazy. They are so focused on trying to stop these uber-rich. They think there's this like secret club somewhere. Um, I'm not invited. Where there's a bunch of, or well, not a bunch, I guess, hundreds of thousands of uber rich people that are ploying to somehow connive their way around the tax code and find ways to dump all this money into Roth IRAs and never pay tax. Number one, we know that's not true because the facts tell us less than 500 people have more than 25 million, less than 30,000 have more than 5 million. And that includes you know time value of money, right? If, if you're 75 or 80 years old and you've been saving in a 401k for 40 years, you, you probably are going to have close to 5 million bucks, right? And that's the beauty of the retirement system. Something I, I keep saying, I'm going to keep harping on, it's bipartisan. Democrats and Republicans support it. That's why these provisions are so hurtful. The Democrats, I guess, the, at least the, the people on the Ways and Means that are drafting this, are really going against, um, I would say, um, really going against history, going against precedent, and essentially saying, you know what, we're not even going to try to get consensus here. We're just going to do this. And they're so focused on attacking these Peter Thiels, which they perceive as these uber rich kind of floating around the country in their Ferraris or private jets and, and you know, finding ways to cheat, which is not happening, at least in the Roth world. They may be cheating with carried interest, taxation or other ways. They're not cheating Roth IRAs because if they were, there'd be hundreds of thousands of people with 15, 20 million in an IRA. That's not happening. So this is going to hurt all of us who want to put more in a Roth. It's going to hurt the government because they're going to get less tax revenue. So it's kind of mindless. Uh, it makes no sense. It seems like it's obviously focused on several people, i.e. The, the Peter Thiel types. And they're not, at least the writers, weren't aware that the impact this could have uh, on all of us. And then the, the fourth big one is no Roth conversions if you have income over 400,000 if you're single or 450 if you're married, follow jointly. So before anyone could do Roth conversions in an IRA or 401k, irrespective of income, this was the, the post 2010 rule. Why? Because again, Congress understands that conversions generate tax and that's a good thing. And we will happily take your tax revenue today 
versus waiting 20 years to, or 30 years or 40 years till you have to take a required minimum distribution at 72 and a half. So government's always been in favor of conversions. They've, in fact, encouraged it in 2010. They said, if you do a conversion, you can pay the tax over two years. Okay, so there's always the sense of encouraging conversion. This provision is the opposite. It's saying, if you make too much money, you can't convert. Okay, so what are they doing? They're saying, well, if you have less than 400 grand, you can do a conversion. But if you have more than 450 in income, doesn't mean how much you have in your IRA, right? It's crazy. It means how much income you make. So it's actually backwards again. Why? Because people that make more income pay more tax, right? If you look at, I'll give you some tax figures, just throwing out you um, in terms of who pays tax. Okay, I just actually saw this yesterday. I thought it was pretty interesting. Saw it, uh, I think, in the Wall Street Journal. Um, who pays tax? So according to the Tax Foundation, in 2018, the top 1% of American taxpayers paid more than 40% of all federal income taxes. That's up from 33% two decades ago. The bottom 50% pays less than 3%. So what's going on here? They're basically saying, listen, if you make too much money, more than four or 450, and in, in, that, in their head, that's rich, right? I don't know if that's accurate or not, but in their mind, if you make more than 450, you're uber rich and they're going after you. So they're saying, okay, you make more than 450, you're paying a high tax rate. We don't want your conversion money, even though you're paying at a high tax rate. But if you make less money and you pay less taxes, we'll take your conversion money. So we'll give you the opportunity to convert. What are they saying? They're saying only rich people know how to cheat the system. Poor people don't know how to cheat the system. And the wealthy are cheating the retirement system and we're going to stop it. Facts, not true. Why? I know. I got 30,000 clients. My average account's 125,000 bucks. Okay. I don't deal with the uber rich. No one in my industry does. Less than 1% of our accounts are over a million bucks. What is going on here? <laughs> They're essentially saying, hey, you make a little bit of money. You're going to, let's say you make a hundred grand, right? Your, your tax bracket's maybe 20%. You want to convert 40,000 bucks. You're going to pay a little bit of tax on that. But if you make more than four or 450 and you want to convert a million or 500 grand, eh, we don't want your money. Why? Doesn't matter. It's not saying how big your IRA is. So you can have, I know clients that have, I have a client that has a lot of money in their IRA. He said, Adam, I don't care. I'm going to keep my income under 400. I'm going to have a big IRA and I can still do conversions. So it just doesn't make sense. They're not even focusing on the, the amount of the conversion. They're focusing on your taxable income. Because again, this goes back to their idea. goes back to the, the thought process is the wealthy are cheating the system. The only reason people have money is because they cheat. It seems like that's what these tax provisions are, are trying to do. It's stopping people from doing accredited investor investments. It's stopping people from investing in small business where they're an officer. Why? Because they're saying, we don't trust people investing in those, in those investments. And you know what? The only people that are doing those investments are rich people. And we don't trust rich people because if they're rich, they've probably cheated. And that's just wrong. Number one, it's not true. Number two, and it's, it's a bad attitude because people, at least the people I've been around um, that are successful, have earned it. They've worked hard. That is what makes America great. That's why I love this country. That's why I came to this country because if you dream, if you have hard work, a little bit of luck, you can make it. Anyone can make it and you can be successful and build a life for yourself and your family and your children. What 
these bills, these provisions are saying in the retirement world is, eh, you've probably cheated. You probably have an unfair advantage over everyone else. So we're not going to let anyone do it. Same with conversions. Rich people, if you're converting stuff, we don't trust you. You're probably converting undervalued stock, right? It's so easy. Everyone's dumping founder stock into their IRA. Like, like everyone's starting PayPal's or Facebook's or Google's, right? How many people start businesses and fail? You can, that founder stock's also potentially being used. It's not working. I've seen it. I've been doing this 11 years. I've seen people make money and I've seen people lose money in their IRA on startups. So it's not as easy as they think. Rich people aren't sitting around in their private club with their servants, you know, sipping champagne, eating caviar, laughing at the politicians about how easy it is to circumvent and cheat the tax code. It doesn't happen because if it did, the numbers would reflect that more than 500 people would have more than 25 million. The fact of compounding interest, no taxes on your growth and your gains, the retirement accounts will grow faster than a taxable account. So you would think there'd be way more money in more people's IRAs if it was so easy to cheat the system. So those, I would say three, the four, the first one, the cap applies to everyone. So it's not really a Roth IRA thing, but getting rid of the backdoor Roth, which is only six or 7,000 bucks, getting rid of the mega backdoor Roth 401k, which is the 58 or 64.5 over 50, which again, generally only applies to small business owners. Those are the ones that set up solo Ks. Those are the ones that are eligible to set up solo Ks. And then the last, getting rid of the conversions for people that make over four or 450, it's, it's just really um, an interesting um, contemplation, um, the, the, you know, reflecting on what Congress is doing. Um, their judgment just seems off. It just doesn't seem right um, when they're tying in people's retirement accounts to their income level um, and basically prohibiting people from doing certain investments because they think certain people have unfair advantages um, and then we're just not going to allow it. And then from the conversion standpoint, they're going to end up taking less money in, in tax revenue because they're basically stopping people in high tax brackets from doing conversions. And then on the conversions and the mega, it's going to just make people do pre-tax contributions, which will mean less tax revenue for treasury, meaning less money for infrastructure and all the important stuff that the president wants to do. So kind of a, a backwards type provision, uh, 138311. So if you um, are kind of frustrated with these provisions, you have a voice, reach out to your congressmen, congresswomen, your senators, um, let them know your thoughts. Okay, 138311. Yes, I've talked in the past about 138312 and 138314. Happy to share talking points on those. Um, I've dropped them into the comments uh, on a bunch of Adam Lives. I'm also uh, continuing to do Adam Lives each week. So you can ask me questions or, or I'm happy to share more talking points. But you have a voice. You should use it if you are um, you know, feeling um, basically distraught like I am over some of these provisions. They're not going to raise revenue. They're actually going to hurt revenue because of the fact that People will just do pre-tax contributions and will be, in most cases, restricted from doing conversions. And um, obviously, it's um, just going to create less incentive to save, right? People um, are going to lose faith in government. And when I mean faith in government, I mean 
government keeping their word that, hey, we created this Roth IRA in 1997. Um, the IRA was created in 1974, and we're just not going to change the rules mid-game. Like, this is not something we're going to do. And that's what they're doing right now. They've said since 1974, you can do private placement investments. Since the Roth was created in 97, hey, you can, you can do these, these types of contributions. Back in 2010, when they opened up the door for the back door, um, it was allowed. 2014, when they made the ability to do the mega backdoor Roth 401k much easier, now they're basically closing that door again. So you'll see people saying, huh, maybe I don't need to save in the retirement system. I'll just buy a house personally, uh, have rental income, uh, buy cryptos, buy gold, something that I can touch because this way at least the government just can't change the game on me and just take my money, right? The 138312 and the 138314, as proposed, they're basically going to force you to get rid of these investments in two years. Crazy, right? So it's, it's, some people will argue it's, it's basically grabbing people's retirement to pay for this tax bill. Um, that's not what, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, basically state that, but an argument has been made that they're raiding people's retirement accounts to pay for their budget. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's that extreme, but you know, when you put these retirement provisions together, in the aggregate, they're going to raise less than uh, around at least $4.7 billion over 10 years, right? Not over one year, over 10 years, right? In a case of a $3.5 trillion budget, $4.7 billion over 10 years is immaterial. So why are we doing this? Is this the right place for it? Shouldn't we have debate? Shouldn't there be public comments for these retirement provisions that could impact hundreds of millions of people? Um, is it the right and appropriate means to just dump it into a 2000 page bill where most people aren't even going to focus on it until they wake up one day and say, oh my God, I can't do a Roth contribution. Oh my God, I can't do a mega backdoor 401k anymore. Oh my God, I can't do a backdoor Roth IRA. What the heck is going on here? People will wake up, unfortunately, maybe too late. So again, if you are in disagreement with, the, with the, these provisions, 138311, 312, and 314, um, reach out to your, your members of Congress, reach out to your senators, open your mouth, <laughs> use your voice. You have a voice, um, especially um, if, if you feel as strong as I do. So there you go. I just wanted to focus on these Roth provisions because 138312, the accredited investor, and the 138314 on the 10% slash officer provisions have gotten the most of my attention. But these Roth ones are super broad and I think um, you know, super hurtful to so many Americans, not just the uber rich, obviously all of us who may have self-employment uh, income or small businesses or want to do Roth conversions or mega backdoors. And we're just not going to be able to do it anymore. So there you go. Um, I hope I have better news next week. You never know. I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. You know, my motto is think good and it will be good. But that's not to say our industry is, you know, sitting on our hands. We're super aggressive. Uh, working to educate members of Congress and senators on the negative impact of these provisions. And hopefully we will um, get our points and views across and these provisions will not become part of a final bill, but we certainly would could use and would love any help all of you could offer. So um, don't, don't hesitate, reach out to your members of Congress, senators, and let them know about 13831. One, one, three, eight, three, one, two, and one, three, eight, three, one, four of the House Ways and Means tax bill. 
Thank you again for listening. Really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Stay strong and talk to everyone again next week.